Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. I want to just talk today about two related things. One is the body, the body, and the other is, is growth. And specifically, how the body grows. How does the body grow? So let's just pray together and say, Lord, thank you. Thank you, thank you, Lord, for all those new people we just um, caught a glimpse of. Lord, thank you that you are joining people to us. Thank you for a body that's growing. Lord, I believe the day will come when the numbers are in thousands. But thank you for tens. Thank you for ones and twos. Thank you for everybody you're adding to this body, Lord. And, and I pray, Lord, that this morning we will, we will all see together something fresh and powerful about the way the body grows. Amen. Amen. So, um, oh, that looks different when I last saw it. <laughs> um, we're going to read these verses. This is Ephesians 4. Verses 11 to 16. Essentially what I want to do this morning is just read two, two chunks of scripture. This one in Ephesians, in a moment, uh, 1 Corinthians 12. But both are really, kind of really pivotal, foundational sections of the scripture. Yeah. Yeah. And really important to us. And um, they have to do with the body and the growth of the body. So here's the first one, Ephesians 4, 11 to 16. In fact, why don't we read this aloud together? Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. You know, it's the, it's the plan of God, it's, it's the purpose of God for the church to, the, the, the way it puts it there, is to measure up to the fullness, the full measure, the full standard of Christ. It, that, is, that is an amazing statement, that um, the body of Christ will, will grow and mature until we are a perfect match for the head. Now just think about this. We're describing a body that is perfectly matched with the head. A body, the people of God, that, that grow until we are of the same, the measure of the standard of Christ. Measuring up to the... Or the, the Holman says, a stature measured by Christ's fullness. And you've heard me say this before, but I just find that thought, Christ's fullness, is just staggering. And for the church to come to a place where we are of the same measure, we've matured, so that we are of that same fullness. It, it, I, it means that um, we are as mature as him. Wow. It, it, means, it means we are as loving as him. It means we're as powerful as him. 
It means we are as compassionate as him. It means we're as uncompromising as him in every way, in every, every way we could describe what is Jesus full of? What fills Christ? What, we, have, we, we get a glimpse of it. But we, we get a, a, a fantastic uh, um, insight into it when we consider how he lived his earthly life and ministry. What was Jesus full of? That is the, that is the measure for the church. That Jesus didn't suffer and die, and he didn't then rise and ascend into heaven, and he didn't, as his ultimate act, pour out the Spirit so that there could be a remnant of people um, cowering away from persecution and just waiting to be rescued when Jesus returns. He did not go through those things for, for that. He did not go, he did not achieve those things. So that those who claim to represent him on earth would be riddled with compromise. Or besieged with fear. Or or disfigured because of infighting and competition. And fragmented because of differing goals and purposes. Jesus didn't accomplish what he accomplished for anything less than the very, very best. He suffered, he died, he rose, he ascended into heaven, he poured out his spirit so that a people would arise on the earth who would be a perfect match for him. A bride in whom he will take great delight. Do you remember husbands catching a little glimpse as she walked down the aisle? Do you remember, do you remember people with their, with their cameras? Those big things with <laughs> rolls of, reels of film in them probably. And snap, snap, snap. Wow, look at this bride. Jesus, Jesus is going to come back and he's going to see his church. He's going to go, wow. She has made herself ready. All those wrinkles, all those blemishes, all those rough spots. What's so funny? All washed away. She's come to maturity. A city on a hill. All the nations, these are the pictures of the church, all the nations streaming to a, a holy temple made of, of not just millions, but billions of living stones and filled with his spirit. A body, this great picture of the church, a body, a metaphor, an image to help us understand something of the church that, that can't really be described fully with, with any one of these metaphors. You have to put them all together. So amongst other things, she's like a body. And this body is growing and being built up and maturing and expanding and enlarging and growing in stature and growing in influence and growing numerically, of course, and growing spiritually. In fact, as it says in in those verses we read, growing in every way more and more like Christ. That's what we're here for, folks. That in every way, in every way, we would keep growing to be more and more like Christ. And it's God's purpose. It brings glory to him. Growth is not a dirty word. It's his purpose that we grow. It's of great glory to him that we, that we are fruitful. And the fruit remains. It brings glory to the Father. It's God's purpose that we're growing, never declining. Advancing, never retreating maturing, never regressing in every way. And so that must be true for us here in Market Harbour. And I, and I thank God for all we've seen, but you and I know it's an iota. It's small. It's nothing compared with what he wants to do amongst us. I thank God for all that we've seen, but, and this could have been the title, it's time for a growing spurt. It's time to put some growth on. It's time to start building some muscle or something like that. And um, there's one verse in the passage we read, if you just put the next slide up, which is, is, this is like dynamite. This verse is like, it's like a giant key that will unlock Vast possibilities, vast dimensions. This verse, listen, listen to this. And I, my prayer is that 
we would literally get some revelation this morning. How does the church grow? Well, there's countless books on, on theories, strategies, models, steps to church growth, approaches, different, different ways of ensuring the church grows. The scriptures have, have a simple key to how the church grows, how the body grows. And here it is, folks. I'm not saying this is the only thing, but this is major. As each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. I I think that would be the perfect mission statement for any church, wouldn't it? That we'd be healthy, we'd be growing, and we'd be full of love. That, That kind of says it all. And that happens, look at the first line, as each part does its own special work. As each, can we let's just say this this verse together. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Now, let's just say it again, but let's um, just change that first line and say this. As I do my own special work. It will. Okay? As I do my own special work, it will help the other parts grow so that the whole body here in Market Harborough is healthy and growing and full of love. Amen. It's foundational. The church grows simply and profoundly. And I'm not saying there aren't other things that matter greatly. But simply and profoundly, the church grows as we, each of us, does our own special work. It's always so simple, isn't it? We don't need ten steps, three strategies, different layers of of, of something other going on. We just need to all do our own special work. And, um, And that means you and me. It means Marie doing her special work. Carl doing his, Ralph finding his special work and doing it, Julian, we could go around the room, every one of us, finding our place, doing our bit, doing what God's called us to. And so the other text I want to take us to is in 1 Corinthians 12. It's really simple stuff this morning. 1 Corinthians 12, and we'll read this one in the Holman, where Paul is now... Uh, giving, um, and he wrote 1 Corinthians before he wrote Ephesians, but, but if you kind of go back, he, he now sets out what seems to me now a, a really great context for understanding what it might mean to do our special work. What does that mean for Andrew and Margaret? What does it mean for Elliot, for Jenny? What does it mean for Steve and Becky? How, 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 what does it mean for all of us to find and do that thing that God has especially got for us to do. And and this chapter gives some great context for this. So, Now, concerning what comes from the Spirit, brothers, I do not want you to be unaware. You know that when you were pagans, you used to be led off to the idols that could not speak or led astray. Therefore, I am informing you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus is cursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. If, if you can say Jesus is Lord, you have the Spirit. Now, there are different gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different ministries, but the same Lord. And there are different activities, but the same God activates each gift in each person. A demonstration of the Spirit is given to each person, or other translations say a manifestation of the Spirit, to produce what is beneficial. A demonstration, a manifestation of the Spirit is given to each person. Why? To produce something beneficial. To one is given, and he lists here what we would 
commonly described as the gifts of the Spirit, charismatic gifts. To one is given a message of wisdom, a word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, a message or a word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the one Spirit. To another, the performing of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, different kinds of languages or tongues. To another, interpretation of language, interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit is active in all these, distributing to each person as he wills. For as the body is one and has many parts, and all the parts of that body, though many, are one body, so also is Christ. For we were all baptized by one Spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one Spirit, So the body is not one part, but many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body, in spite of this, it still belongs to the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I don't belong to the body, in spite of this, it still belongs to the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But now God has placed each one of the parts in one body just as he wanted. And if they were all the same part, where would the body be? Now there are many parts, yet one body. So the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. Or again, the head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. But even more, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are necessary. And those parts of the body that we think to be less honorable, we clothe these with greater honor. And our unpresentable parts have a better presentation. But our presentable parts have no need for clothing. Instead, God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the less honorable, so that there would be no division in the body, but that the members would have the same concern for each other. So, if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. If one member is honoured, all the members rejoice with it. Now, you are part of the body of Christ and individual members of it. And God has placed these in the church. First, apostles. Second, prophets. Third, teachers. Next, miracles. Then, gifts of healing, helping, managing, various kinds of languages. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all do miracles? Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak in other languages? Do all interpret? But desire the greater gifts. I'll ask you in a minute which you think is the greatest gift. And I will show you an even better way. It's a great passage, isn't it? And um, I just want us to, uh, Tim, you might go, go back and put the first bit back on the screen there. Just make some comments. I just realized as I was reading that, that's a slightly updated version than the one I have in front of me here. So I might use slightly different words at points. The first thing he says is, just, let's say some things about the passage and then we'll, we'll make them really practical for us here in Harbour. Okay? Yeah. Everybody happy? Yeah. Very, very quiet this morning. <laughs> Somebody needs to shout. Somebody needs to give me an amen. amen. There we go. The first thing he's saying in those first three verses, that all of these things are matters of the Spirit. And, um, and he says, um, some, in, in this, let me use these words here. He says, um, uh, you know how when you were pagans, you were led to dumb idols being led astray. Therefore, I am informing you. And I read that, I thought, you know, there's, no, there's nothing worse than being uninformed about the things of the Spirit. These are matters of the Spirit, and it's essential that we are informed about them. Ignorance concerning the things of the Spirit is not bliss. It's not powerful. It's not helpful. Uh, It's not part of being the full stature of Christ. He wants us to be informed about the matters of the Spirit. Some people would love this chapter not to exist. Would love, just like the next one, 
it talks about love, but would, would much rather 12 and 14 weren't there altogether. But for us, these are matters of the Spirit, and we should be informed about them. Yes. It'll help us not to be led astray. Yes. It'll help us not to go after dumb things. Yes. He wants us to be informed about the things of the Spirit, the matters of the Spirit. Yes. Otherwise, it's debilitating. It, it can be catastrophic yes. if we're not informed of the things of the Spirit. Yes. And then in verses, um, yeah, the bottom half there, verses I said to Tim, it would have been much helpful if I'd left the verse numbers in. Um, uh, this is interesting. Look at this. This is, this, is, this is verses 4, 5, and 6, I believe. And just look carefully at this. He's, first of all, he says, um, sorry, it's the uh, next bit. Oh, hang on. Have I missed a bit hard? Go back. Go back. Uh, yeah, this is okay. Yeah. He talks about different gifts... Same spirit. Note the words different and same. And note these words. Different gifts, same spirit. There are different gifts of the spirit. Different ministries, same Lord. There are ministries of Christ. Ephesians 4.11 mentioned the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, pastors, teachers. Different, same Lord. And different activities, but the same God. It's interesting, isn't it? It talks about gifts uh, ministries, gifts, ministries, activities of the Spirit of Jesus, of the Father. This is all of God, Father, Son, and Spirit. And there's different... What I'm trying to say is you can't put the Lord into boxes. There are gifts of the Spirit. There are ministries of Christ. And there are things that he just called activities of God. I wonder what they are. We'll come to some of those later. The activities of God the ministries of Christ, the gifts of the Spirit. Different, but it's the same God. The same Father, Son, and Spirit giving to His church just what we need. The gifts of the Spirit, the ministries of Christ, and those other activities of God. But all part of being informed concerning the Spirit. How the Spirit's working amongst us. And then um, the next verse, he says, these are... These are demonstrations, or, or in this, on this other translation, a manifestation of the Spirit. What does manifest mean? To, to, to manifest something, what does it mean? To, to work something out? To make something visible, seen? This is, these things of the Spirit, this is, this is a wonderfully giving God giving us good things, and in doing so, making himself known, working something out amongst us, making himself seen. Whenever a gift of the Spirit is used, God is making himself known to us and making himself knowable by us. And, and, and if we quash or minimize or, or suppress the gifts of the Spirit, God forbid we're suppressing God's decision to make himself known to us. He wants to be known and knowable. He wants to be seen and seeable. He wants to be visible in our midst, working things out. And if we, if we shut him out, we're shutting out a God who wants to make himself known. These are manifest... The things we're about to talk about are manifestations, demonstrations of the Spirit... How dare the church tell God he's not to demonstrate himself amongst his people? Do you feel strongly about that? Is it just me? If we eagerly desire them, as it's going to go on and say, eagerly desire these things. He says the same in chapter 14. He opens chapter 14 by eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit. If we eagerly desire them, do you know what? We're honoring him. We're expressing gratitude to him. Thank you, God, that you make yourself known in these ways. We do eagerly desire to be made known by you, for you to make yourself known. And then he describes these gifts. And um, there are nine here. Because I've said I don't, we, sh- we can't box the spirit, spirit in, I, there's a debate. Is this an exhaustive list? Are these the gifts of the spirit, the charismatic? Are there more? I just know God 
makes herself known in gifts, in ministries, and in some other things called activities. So who knows? Well, he does, obviously. (laughs) There's a list here. Um, None of these things are natural. As we just mention these things, and we think about the body growing here and what it means to each play our part, these things are not natural things. They are supernatural. They are, they are the gifts of the Spirit. They're charismatic expressions. This is how God makes himself known amongst us. And I just want you to, to, to think about, and I will ask you this in a moment, and it's, it's only for all of our benefit. All of this is for our benefit. Which of these you've experienced? A message of wisdom or, or a word of wisdom, I, I believe, is where by the Spirit you are quickened, you, you, the Spirit imparts to you some wisdom, a, an insight, a supernatural, because you, not, not you ever learned this. You didn't study it at uni. You didn't go to Bible school and learn this wisdom. This is a wisdom by the Spirit. And in a moment when what you need most, by the way, the greatest gift is the one you need right now. If you need wisdom, this is going to be the greatest gift. <laughs> a word of wisdom. God, that's... Deborah said to me the other, uh, yesterday, I think, she said, she said, I had a word of wisdom about something. And I, right now, on my feet, I can't remember what it was she said. <laughs> She'll explain later. And, 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 and it was just how some... It was about parenting. It's coming back to me now. We're we're doing a seminar at Bible Week about parenting. And she was describing this moment where she had a real word of wisdom, how to handle one of our boys who's not present in the room today. One of the other two. Uh, And it was was wisdom by the Spirit. It wasn't wasn't reading a parenting manual. It was suddenly a quickening by the Spirit. And you'll know this. Sometimes it's as if from nowhere. I wasn't even thinking about it, and suddenly this thought's come in. I think that's how the word of knowledge operates as well. When God, when God gives you some information, some knowledge, a, a, a truth, a fact about a person, about a situation, about something you're facing, and, it's, and, and you didn't know it before, and suddenly it's in your thought, in your spirit, it's that, that, that God speaks something, you think, that is a word from the Lord. There's some information, some knowledge there, and that's just what I need right now. I remember hearing Benjamin say amen. I remember at Bible Week a few years ago, Benj- Benjamin brought a, a word at the, in the gathering. Um, he said, there's somebody here who um, suffers with dyslexia, and, um, and you've had real problems reading your Bible because of, because of the dyslexia, and and, um, and there may be several in the room with dyslexia, but you'll know this is you, because only the other day that you were sitting on the end of your bed saying, I think I need to get an audio Bible. Now, how many of you know that is a word of knowledge? That's not information. He didn't stand on the door doing a survey of people on the way in, you know. This is God giving him information that comes from heaven, Hallelujah. And the upshot was, the Lord wants to heal you today, and she was healed of dyslexia. Yeah. Great, great, great testimony of a word of knowledge in operation. We could give many, many others a word of knowledge. To another, faith by the same Spirit. The best definition I heard of the gift of faith, because we all put faith in Jesus. There's, there's, there's a saving faith. But this kind of faith is where you are supernaturally emptied of all doubt, about a situation. I, I, I reckon when Benj moved in that word of knowledge, he also had faith. When, when he saw the response, I don't know, I've never asked him. I bet he thought, I know she's going to be healed. There's no doubt anymore. A gift of faith. A gift of healing. We understand that. That's where the body uh, gets better without medical intervention. Or sometimes with medical intervention, but, it, but much quicker than you'd expect. The body repairs itself, if I can say, quicker than normal. It, it, it's, a, it's a healing. It, it's something that can happen in the natural, 
But God moves and it happens. Or it happens really quickly. And I, I would just contrast that with a miracle, which is something that doesn't happen in nature. Doesn't usually happen. There were ten lepers. One, um, um, it says, um, nine were healed, but it says the one who came back and gave thanks, he was restored. There's difference between healing and miracle. One, one, one is, this, is the supernatural acceleration of something that can happen in the natural. The other is something that can't even happen in the natural. It's a miracle, walking on water, turning, turning a few loaves and fish into enough to feed. That's a miracle. The great news is, as we get stirred up about these things, I hope, this is God making himself known. And he wants to do it here amongst us. A gift of, gifts, gifts of healings, or others say healings, it's plural. Gifts of healing, or, or healings. Many different types of healings. And then sometimes by the performing of miracles. And if I'm right, at the end of, um, at the, end of the chapter, we'll come on to this, when he's saying, in the church, in the body, there are these and these and these and these and these. One of them is um, Miracles. We need to raise our expectation, folks. Speaking in tongues in private is just the beginning. It's the gateway. That's the way in. God has a load more for us because he wants to make himself known. And one of those things is miracles. So in a minute, I'm going to ask you, how many of you would want to stir yourself up to move in a miracle? To another prophecy. Maybe we're more familiar with that. That is where, um, and it's not, that's just not an encouraging word. It's not, it's not just the reading of a scripture that's timely. A prophecy, a prophetic word is where God speaks from heaven to impart to us his heart, his mind, his will right now. This is God making himself known. All of these are. To another, distinguishing between spirits or discerning spirits. I think this has to do with knowing in a situation you're in or or with a person you're with, what is the source behind this? Is it the flesh? Is it the demonic? Is it God? Maybe there's some other options. Discerning spirits, having real clarity. No, this is God. Um, this isn't evil, but it's, but it's just natural. It's the, it's the flesh. Or possibly there's a, there's a source behind this, and it's not good, and it's not God, and there's a discerning. And again, that's not sort of, well, you know, it's, these are the characteristics. My conclusion is this is a gift of the Spirit. This is the Spirit speaking to us to make quite clear to us this is this, this is that, this is the other. Very, very helpful gift. I believe we need to be stirring ourselves way more to move in that gift. It will, it will, cut, it will make things way more efficient. <laughs> to another, um, different kinds of languages, speaking in tongues. Languages that we didn't learn and we didn't copy. We didn't emulate the spirit speaking through us. Deep calling to deep groanings expressed in words that, that, that are... Um, the first time we speak in tongues is the first time we ever say anything without thinking about it. It's words that don't come through the mind, they come through the spirit. And then, and then the last one, the interpretation of those things, which, which um, uh, particularly in 1 Corinthians 14, he talks about in a gathering of the church, the, the gift of tongues matched with the gift of interpretation to effectively... Act like a prophetic word or act like a word from us to God. I believe that can go both ways. A tongue with an interpretation can be God expressing his heart to us or it may be us expressing our heart to the Lord. Great things, aren't they? It's exciting just talking about them, isn't it? Hallelujah. How many of you feel a little bit tingly? All of these are supernatural. They're not of our learning. They're God's gifts. They are his power at our disposal. They are insights beyond the natural mind. Revelations not earned, learned, and they're not earned either. This is really important. You can be the newest Christian in the room. 
I don't know who that would be, but whoever it is, you know it's you. And, uh, well, you may not. You have no idea. The, the newest Christian in the room can move in, and here's my belief, all of these gifts. Then all of, I believe all spiritual believers can move in any of these gifts if the gift you need is healing and you don't move in healing and somebody needs healing. That's no use, is it? God wants to make himself known. I'll come back to that last verse in just a moment. But you can be the newest believer in the room. You do not have to serve an apprenticeship to move in these gifts. We just have to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and we can all expect to move in all of these gifts. We've got no right, folks, to um, be part of a church that suits me if it doesn't suit the Lord. Um, if you just go on to the next... Uh, no, sorry, the last bit there. Beg your pardon. The same Spirit is, in, is active in all these, distributing to each person as he wills. I love this. This is the will of God. It's the will of God to distribute these gifts as he chooses in a gathering. In, in our, in, it, um, I'll come talk about something else in a moment. But when we're together, um, each person will be given these different gifts. That is the will of the Spirit. I don't want to be part of a church that um, suits my will but offends God's will. I have no right to that. I have God, God, God always wants order. Paul's, the context for this, Paul is going on to talk about order in the gatherings and there'd evidently been some abuses in Corinth. But, you know, no abuse of the gifts, no history of the gifts that any of us might have in this room, no, no misunderstanding of the gifts that any of us might have experienced ever invalidates the gifts today. If you've ever been in a situation where you've seen things used badly, things not done well. Paul is about to talk about love, which hinges everything together. Everything's done in love. If you've ever been in a situation where that's not been the case, people have been learning or people have been uh, displaying something that wasn't godly, none of that invalidates the gifts today. Amen. Amen. This is God wanting to make himself known. And then I love the, I say it's the next verse, if you put up Tim. Um, it's all about unity, all about diversity. But look, look at that second line towards the end, four. For we were all baptized by one spirit into one body. I think the primary purpose of the baptism in the spirit is to put us in the body. The primary purpose of the baptism in the spirit is to, is to make us fit in the body. Yeah. Is to rub off some of those edges to enable us to be um, sensitive with one another, to enable us to prefer one another, to be filled with his spirit, to be able to to enable us to contribute and play our part. The baptism in the spirit is all about the body. It's not about individualistic outworkings. It's about being part of the body and enabling unity. And then he goes on to this, this great description of, of the body and the hand can't say, I don't belong. The foot can't say, I don't need you. The, the, you, know, you, know the, you know the description. The, the bottom line on all of this is, we need you, you need me, I need you, all of us count, nobody's irrelevant, everybody's got what we need, everybody's got something different. And if I go back to that verse in Ephesians, as each person, as each part plays their special, unique role. That's how the body is healthy and growing and full of love. He's put the body together, and it goes on, I think, um, God has placed each one of the parts just as he wanted them. We can just have a look around the room now. Um, Have a good look around. Embarrass one another. I saw that, Benj. There's a bit of banter going on at the back there. God put us together, folks. And we need you. And you need us. We all need one another. And he goes on. I just, just want to say one more thing. He, he, he talks at the end of the next one about the, uh, the next one. It, this is really interesting. I, I, I literally only saw this this morning. 
It's a really funny list. God has placed these in the church. And he starts numbering. First apostles, second prophets, third teachers. And you'll have heard me say before, I, I don't, that's not about a hierarchy. It's about a, a functioning order. The first ministry needed is the apostolic, linked with the prophetic, uh, enhanced by the teacher. There's an order there in the church, a functional order. So he, so he talks about this list. Um, first uh, apostles, second prophets, third teachers. Then he stops counting, and he says, next. And then he mentions a couple of the gifts of the Spirit we read about. So the, the first three are gifts of Christ, ministries of the Lord. Then he mentions miracles, gifts of healing. And then then he's talking about a couple of the gifts of the Spirit we just read about. Then he comes on to some other things, which I guess just must be the activities, helping, managing. Then he goes back to a gift of the Spirit. It's a mixed list, isn't it? And I think he's ending this chapter saying, do you know, whether it's a gift of the Spirit, a ministry of Christ, an activity of God, they're all needed in the body. And God's placed them there. So, last slide. How did these change, by the way, Tim? Did you? you just did it while I wasn't looking. Yeah. <laughs> the points are the same. The color scheme is entirely different. <laughs> and I've got to say, much better. Thank you, Tim. Change my verses, change my points. <laughs> so just for us here in Market Harbour, how will the body grow here? Well, the first thing is, I think... I want to again say, let's expect and anticipate growth. People are away this morning, but you've been here the last few weeks where this room is getting quite full. I wonder what that means. We're going to have to be flexible. We might need to think about two meetings here on a Sunday, or two venues, or one bigger venue. Who knows? Phil does. (laughs) So let's anticipate. It also means when when, when the church in uh, Stony Stanton grew from from a meeting in our home to where we are now with the different plant types, our role changed. The relationships start to change. And and if everybody can hold that in love together... if everybody can be flexible and, and just say, we're anticipating growth, that means we're going we're to meet loads of new people. That means I can't always sit next to my dad or my, my banter buddy. Because there's going to be 10 new people sitting between us. And I may not get to talk to Phil every Sunday. And um, oh, I loved it when Benj led worship just on the guitar, just, just Benj and his guitar. Well, that's going to change. Because he doesn't love that. <laughs> See, so we grow, and um, there's some great studies on, on the hindrances to growth. And one of them at this early stage is, is people actually don't want things to change. They just love it the way it is. God hates that, I think. He wants us to grow really large. <laughs> so we anticipate and we expect growth. And then, and then the second thing is everybody, everybody filled with the Spirit. Everybody eager, desiring the gifts of the Spirit. I'm just going to go through that list again, and I just want you to say, put your hand up. How can I, we're not looking at one another, okay? All right. Put your hand up if you have never moved in this gift as I go through the list. Okay, a word of wisdom. Hands up if you, if you say, I don't think I've experienced that. Okay, that's good. Just be honest. So is everybody saying, I have, I have moved in a word of wisdom? Okay, be, just, be, just be really honest, folks. Nobody's looking at anybody. Hands up if you have never moved in a word of wisdom. Okay, a few. Hands up if you've never experienced a word of knowledge. Okay. Hands up if you've never been supernaturally emptied of all doubt. Okay, hands up higher. God wants us to move in. Gifts of faith. Hands up if you have never experienced through your, your laying on of hands a healed body. Hands up if, okay, we're ready for that, Lord. Hands up if, if you have not yet performed a miracle. Some of you are not sure. 
Was that a miracle? <laughs> hmm, seemed quite miraculous. <laughs> Hands up if you haven't prophesied. Come on, nice and high. It's nothing to be embarrassed about. God wants us to be informed. Information on this is fantastic. Hands up if you have never discerned between spirits, supernaturally knew what was the source of something. Hands up if you have never uh, spoken in tongues. Okay? And hands up if you've never interpreted tongues. Oh, wow. So that's a, there's, there's fruitful pastures here, folks. Right. Hands up. And nobody's allowed to keep their hand down here. But, it, but it's voluntary. Hands up if you are eager to move in the gifts of the Spirit more. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. Lord, you want to make yourself known amongst us. And we want you to. We are not arrogant or prideful to think that we don't need to see you moving in these ways. We want to. We relish that, Lord. We really eager that you would demonstrate yourself and make yourself known to us through these gifts. Amen. Amen. The passage isn't all about the gifts. Also, I want to say, um, when we are, uh, when we, let me just finish on gifts, whether we are gathered together like this or whether we are scattered in our various workplaces, our estates, our homes, our, the circles we move in, whether we're gathered or scattered, God wants these things to be present and active amongst us. This is how the church grows. Can you imagine the growth we'll see if the 40 of us in this room are all moving in these gifts, discerning spirits, laying hands on, our sick, on the sick and see them healed, performing the odd miracle, speaking in tongues, interpreting tongues, prophecy, faith, all of these things. They're, they're a major source of growth in the church. Number four, count yourself in. Phil used this phrase earlier on. Count yourself in. You are in. You cannot say, I don't belong. The word says that. You cannot say, I don't belong. I don't have a part. I don't have a... You do. You may be an, you may be an eye or a, or a hand or a, uh, a part of the body. You may think, well, I'm not sure where that fits. Well, that, that's fine, but you do fit. You do belong. Maybe you need some help gleaning it, having some steerage. We'd love to do that with you. Honestly, if you... If you're, I, I've got some talents, got some abilities, I've got a desire to move in things spiritually. I just don't quite know where that fits. That would be a fantastic conversation to have. We need, we need everybody serving in the best areas. There is no space for passengers. Don't, don't join this church if you've come just to watch. We're in this together, folks, aren't we? I, I know we are. And then fifthly, honour one another. That, that, that kind of means for me just appreciating the differences between us. We're so different. Thank God. Thank God. And I, I could not do what Marie does. Could you? Well, some of you could, and maybe you could help her. <laughs> but I can't. <laughs> but I can do some things she can't do. And, and there's, none is better or worse. It's just the differences in the body. Hallelujah. And the last one, this. Um... I think the Lord wants to blow some corks out of bottles. Don't you? Blow some corks out of bottles. Do not hold back. Let the eruption come. Let there be an expansion. Let there be a, a breaking out. Julian described... Be, this will be happening at Silverstone at about 3 o'clock this afternoon or something. Somebody will be shaking a, a massive container of champagne and it'll be sprayed everywhere imagine the life of God sprayed everywhere Lord I want to thank you that the body grows as each person finds their part plays their part Lord thank you that as each as each one um, does their unique and special work 
the whole body is healthy, is growing, and is full of love. Lord, that's the kind of church we want to be. And I pray that you will help us to find our place and play our part, to eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit, to want to serve and count ourselves in practically wherever we can. And I pray that we will see a growing spurt, Lord, a a major growth spurt in this congregation, Lord, to the glory of God in this place, Lord. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just want to go back to that question while we're, while we're praying and our eyes are closed. If there are some specific gifts of the Spirit, those supernatural things, those nine gifts, if you can say right now, I, I really want to move in that gift. I really want to experience God working through me in that way. I really want to be used to manifest him, his presence in that gift. If there's something that you're desiring, if you could just um, stand to your feet, I really want to pray very specifically that that will happen. Lord, we're standing before you as men and women uh, not afraid to say that we want to grow in these things. You know the thoughts in everybody's mind, Lord. You know the eager desires of our heart. And I pray, Lord, that as we as we give ourselves to stir up the gifting that's in us, to stir up the manifestations of the Spirit. As we give ourselves to come before you in prayer and and ask you to use us in this way, Lord, I pray you, I know you will not disappoint, Lord. I pray we'll be thrilled with how things turn out. Give us the bravery and the courage to step out and move when we need to. Lord, when the gift is needed, to step forward and and, and trust you, trust you to move through us, trust you to anoint us in that moment, to move in that gift, Lord. And I pray that as we stir up the gifts here, Lord, this place will begin to explode and pop and the life of God will be sprayed everywhere, Lord, as you make yourself known in these things. Thanks for joining us today. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching.